Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 1987's The Lost Boys. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Gonna be talking about The Lost Boys. You guys are in the first week of Halloween month, and I have the one, the only, Mistress Shauna with me today. Say hello. Hello. Okay, so that, that's, the, that's the voice you go with. <laughs> that's the voice you go with. And happy Halloween. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, she doesn't. She she doesn't resolve like that. You can you can you you don't have to be. I know. I'm just messing around. You messing around, yeah, okay? <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Shonda gonna be <laughs> gonna be joining me for the so month of October. Yeah, right here. I love this month of October. I love doing these shows with uh with with Mr. Shauna. This these are my actually these are actually my favorite shows to do because we have a lot of fun. I, like last month. Yeah. How long have we been doing hard? We don't, we've only been doing it for a year, right? I think so. You've only been doing it for a year? The, yeah. Last year was the la- was the first time we really went like gung-ho with Horror Month together. Mm-hmm. You know, because like we, we did a couple episodes together, you know, uh, before that. You can believe this podcast is two years old now. No. No, I don't. But, yes. you know, time flies, so. Yes. This podcast is two years old. It turned two last month. I don't really care about anniversaries, so uh, uh, I didn't really celebrate it. But uh, and it didn't. And my last show didn't fall on the anniversary. But the show's two years old. I started this show in 2019. 2019. I started this show. But yeah, you're right. But yeah, I love doing. I love doing these shows with you. These Halloween shows. These are these are the fun shows. Yeah, me too. For me, uh, before we get into the show, uh, let's talk about things we watched this week. Let's let's get into this monologue. Mm-hmm. We watched Dave Chappelle's The Closer uh, on Netflix. Oh boy! Yeah, it seemed to seemed to hit a nerve. Another controversy. Another controversy. It seemed to hit a nerve with a lot of people. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're like. Dave Chappelle talked about the I always mess this up I'm sorry I'm sorry guys I'm sorry I'm gonna say sorry beforehand <laughs> before I even say this the L G the L G man it's hard too it's, those, those letters are tongue tied I'm sorry I am so sorry to any of my any 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 fans out there that are there, but I, I it, it, it's hard remembering. Those, it's hard remembering those letters. I'm sorry. Let's give it a try. The L G B T Q. Is it the L G B T Q? Now they added more letters on it. It's I A. What is plus? I? What's I A? I don't know. That's something I would have to look up. I hope they don't add in the P. If you know what I mean. 
Oh god, no, 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 oh, no. Because they just throw their letters. No, they, 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 they can't represent the, everybody now. Yeah, I don't know what the I A. I, I have to look that up. I'm, I'm gonna admit I'm ignorant about that. Wait, is A is asexual? A's, a might be asexual. You, you might know have. what? I did mention that. I was like, they just might as well add an asexual people. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Well, they yeah. did. They did that then. Yeah. Now the I, I don't know where that I don't comes know from. that maybe inquiring, but you, but you already got questioning. The Q is questioning. I mean like yeah inquisitive i guess inquisitive i don't know what that means and then there's a plus at the end i mean it, they're still adding letters they're still just still adding, adding key, letters y'all. i learned this i learned this from a comedian a transgender comedian uh flame monroe right i learned this from a transgender comedian named flame monroe, monroe and then like she was talking about other letters and i was like damn they added more letters i was like <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know about this. And like she said, they added more letters. So. Well, okay, if if they are going to add in the P, it should be pansexual. Pansexual, pansexual would work. Yeah, pansexual would definitely work. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but yeah, man, they added more letters. But like that community got mad at Dave Chappelle pretty much. You know, pretty much. <laughs> that community got mad at Dave Chappelle for what he said. Um, I got my opinions about it. We all do. We all do. I really, I'm, I'm gonna be, I gotta be the contrarian, like I always say. I gotta be the contrarian here, and I don't think he said anything wrong. Yeah, who's just voicing his opinion? He's just voicing his opinion. It's just an opinion. It's, there's no, there's no facts. Just an opinion and a little bit of history lessons. That's all. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, because I don't think he said anything wrong. I don't think a lot of people, a lot of people took, a lot of people took offense to this. I think that um, I was, I was, cause I was, I've been listening to a lot of people review this, uh, this special. I've been right. listening to, listen to a lot of people review this special, and there's people saying like, "Oh, he didn't tell any jokes. Oh, he was just bitter because of." Because uh, that com- that that community was uh, that community was dragging him on Twitter, and he's mad, he's butthurt about the comments that he heard on Twitter because the stuff he said on his last uh, special, you know, like he did like a whole skit, he did like a whole uh, segment about J- about Jesse Smollett, yeah. <laughs> remember? <laughs> remember that he did right. that whole segment about Jesse Smollett, right. and then he had the whole like. All, all the all the people the people in the car uh segment that was my favorite that was good yeah yeah he had that he had that and, and then like he got dragged for that and then he, he kinda, got dragged for that okay yeah he got dragged for that okay and then he came back and he doubled down they feel like he doubled down mm-hmm. on talking about them right which I don't think he was doing that I don't think that's what he was doing I think he was telling a story. Yeah, that's all. He was telling a story, and people and people there say, "Oh man, he didn't tell any jokes. The special wasn't funny." I don't think because I think he's. I really think that Dave Chappelle at this point in his career 
is at the Dick Gregory stage right. That's of his at. career. Yeah. He's at the George Carlin Yeah, I was thinking about George Carlin. Stage. Thank you for taking it. I was going to say that. Right. Yes, he's at Where the- they just told political stories and that was the joke. There's different types of, you know, comics. You know, there's, there's not just as tell you a joke and screw you know the floor type of jokes so there's many different types you have your dry sense of humor uh right. comments you have your storytelling folklore type of comments you know say you have you even have your musical you know uh comics where they actually get on stage and sing a dirty funny song to you like there's different types there's not just one way of making a comic or you know being a comedian yeah there's many different genres of it really it's not one and at his stage he's not that's that's the stage he's at now though (laughs) he's like he's he's mature he's at the mature stage his career where like he's not really telling jokes he's telling stories right you know and i think this i'm okay with it me personally and in a in a in a in a weird way i think this special was a love letter to his friend Daphne. Yeah. Who uh who committed suicide. Mm-hmm. After the LGBTQIA plus community uh drove her to commit suicide. Which you're supposed to protect everybody in that community. They drove her to commit suicide because she was defending Dave Chappelle, who was her friend. That was like a contra what was it? Contradiction itself. Yeah. And that movement, you know, it is, and because, but that's what I think this was. I think this was low key a love letter to to uh, his friend Daphne. Right, uh, I believe so too. Because he's like, I think I don't, because I don't think he was upset at the trans community or the gay community or anything like that. I think he was upset that his friend was dead, right. and he felt like. They're, they were got they were. I don't think he was upset at them just because of who they are. As I say, I don't think I was. I don't think they were. I don't think he was upset at them because of who they are. I think he was upset because they drove his friend to do what she did. Which were the radicals in the movement. It seems like every time where there's a positive movement, it actually gets, uh, what you would say, compromised by radicals. People mm. with emotions, people who haven't healed by their trauma and are using the movement to take it out on any and everybody. Right. And if we're going to be responsible of our movements and we're going to start a movement, whoever that is a leader of these movements should be very careful of who you allow to be part of the movement. Like you should be able to control the movement and let your followers know that this is a movement to actually take care of issues, not to bully and be just as bad as our, you know, bullies and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but it, it see, it's, it's always like that. I mean, you can go with, you know, the Black Panther Party where that was like ran down by radicals. Mm. You can go with almost Black any, Lives Matter. Black Lives Matters. A bunch of radicals took over that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And now we're having radicals in this movement as well. Every time there's a movement, sooner or later, radicals are going to come in and do what they want with it. And we have to protect our movements. We do. Yeah, because I like what he said at the end. I like what he said at the end. He said, "Compassion is not straight. Compassion is not gay. 
compassion's not black, compassion's not white, compassion's bisexual. It goes both ways. And in a weird way, he proved that he's the bigger man. He proved that he's the bigger man because you know everybody's talking about cancel Dave Chappelle, uh, cancel Netflix, blah 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 blah. You know what the fuck they didn't do? Right. You know, you know, I'm, I'm, you know what the fuck they didn't do? Why? They didn't pick up a phone and talk to this motherfucker. Right. This is what they didn't do. Right. They didn't reach out to him. Right. And say, hey, maybe we could find a common ground here. Right. That's what they didn't do. They're so quick. And I've, I've been looking at, I've been looking at everybody. I've been looking at everybody talk about this shit. You know, and like, it's like every person from that community, mostly every person from that community, was just was just like, no, he shouldn't have said that. The show wasn't funny, and he shouldn't have said what he said, which they missed the point of what he's saying. And then it wasn't just like it wasn't, um, hey, maybe maybe we could, you know, talk. You yeah, and, and don't become your oppressors. Pretty yes, much. don't become your oppressors. Like the only one, I, the only one. I put the video up on my on my uh, on my personal Facebook though, uh, the video with Flame Monroe, the transgender comedian, right? Where like she was the only like person from that community that was defending Dave Chappelle, right? She's the only one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was the only one. Everybody else from that community was like trying to drag him, trying to trying to trying to take him down, and it didn't help. It didn't work because yeah. I heard because I heard that he did. He recently did a show in Hollywood. And got a standing ovation. Right. So, it didn't work. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just like, it's like you said, like, like a compassion, compassion and tolerance goes both ways. Right. You know, if you're not going to, you're not going to respect somebody for their opinion, you know, or you could be like what a lot of people are saying, like, you just don't have to watch it. Yeah. True. You just don't have to fucking watch it. Right. You, you just don't have to watch it. But it is. I don't feel like he did anything wrong. I feel like he was telling a story. I feel like this was a love letter to his friend who was transgendered. And that's it. That's that's all I got to say, really. I, I, I'm behind him 100%. Right. That's all I got to say. Are we done here? Yeah. All right, guys. We'll be back with our review of The Lost Boys. Stay tuned. Alright guys, welcome back to the show. The Lost Boys from 1987. We're going to talk about how I saw this movie as a child. I watched this movie with my dad, actually. Uh, I I actually got a a funny story about watching The Lost Boys with my dad. I mean, like the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Of watching the Lost Boys with my dad, I'll save that for the end of the for the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was actually your first time watching the Lost Boys. Yeah, I heard so much about it when I was younger. Younger. <laughs> Let me stop. I heard so much about it when I was like young, like a kid. Yeah. And I was like, um, people used to always tell me stuff about how good the Lost Boys was, and, and that they sh- that I should watch it, but I never got to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I remember the cover of it. The cover is pretty badass. I like the cover of it. Yeah, I do like that that poster. I wish I had that poster. Right. I would. That would hang on my wall. 
Right. I would hang that shit on my wall. That post is pretty fucking dope. I yeah. like it, you know. Yeah. But, but uh, but yeah. So like, this is your first time watching it. So this is my first time watching it in years. Actually, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. I think so. Right. So that's that. Let's get to the technical. The movie was directed by the late great Joel Schumacher. A person. Did you know? Fun fact about Joel Schumacher. Mm-hmm. Did you know he wrote the screenplays for Sparkle, Car Wash, and The Wiz? No. Yes. <laughs> no. He wrote the screenplays for three black classics. <laughs> he also did Batman and Robin, though. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> he also did another movie that's a favorite of yours, Flatliners. I do like Flatliners. Yeah. He, he, did, he did that movie as well. He directed that movie. Uh... This screenplay, he didn't write this screenplay. This screenplay was written by Janice Fisher, Jeff Baum, and James Jeremiah. There's a lot of J's there. <laughs> a lot of fucking J's. Uh, the movie has a Rotten Tomato score of 76%. Is that good or bad? I never understand the Rotten Tomato scores. Rotten Tomatoes, it's decent. Okay. A 76 on Rotten Tomatoes is decent. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, but it's not good. It's just in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's like getting a C. Okay. Like getting a C plus or something like that. It's like that. Um I think it's I'm 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 gonna save it. I'm gonna save that for later. But uh, the movie had a budget of eight point five million dollars and brought in thirty two point two million dollars at the box office. So it did pretty well at the box office cool uh i'm talking let's talk about the pros and let's talk about the cons of this movie uh the pros i forgot how cool the theme to this movie was the theme music mm-hmm. to this movie was yeah you know we've been singing it all day it's <laughs> right. been in our head right all that shit. Oh my god. Slappers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that song gets stuck in your head. I was, you know, me, I was, we was singing it all morning. It was like, fall. I was like, this is this <laughs> shit right here. Right. But yeah, man, it started off with that. I just love, I love all the music selections in this movie. Right. Because there's another movie, there's another song in here called uh, People Are Strange. Mm-hmm. I think they, no, that wasn't during the sex scene. Because they played Dial Show and I Fall during the sex scene. I know, they played that song like three times. <laughs> they played times. that song like three times. It's a, it's a slapper, though. It is. It slaps, man. I was like belly rolling to that. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a little belly dance <laughs> to, that, to, that, to that song. But yeah, man, because there's another song in there called People Are Strange. I think it's from Echo and the Bunnymen. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like that song. That song's, that song's pretty cool. Right. Uh, you know? <laughs> but yeah, man, I love all the music selections in this, in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I love that, and I love the cinema, cinematography. I love, the cinematography, like, really gives this movie, like, its gothic tone. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it really does do that. Like, this uh, 80s goth, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the campiness of this movie. Yeah. Because this movie could get pretty fucking campy. <laughs> <laughs> it could get pretty campy. And Joe Schumacher is the king of camp. Right. He's the king of camp. He did Batman and Robin. You know what that movie's like. You know what I'm saying? 
that was that was the one. Oh yeah, he also did Batman Forever. Oh, he did Batman Forever. He did okay. Batman Forever and Batman and okay. Robin. Forget about that. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part of Batman Batman Forever. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. About other favorite part, you're like, oh my god, it's boiling acid. <laughs> that's fu- that's funny too. But yeah, man, he's. He's he's the king of camp, man. Joe Schumacher. Uh, he got that on lock. He got the camp. He got campiness and macabre on lock. That's what he got. Um, this is a this this is surprisingly a very whimsical horror movie. Mm-hmm. It was very kid friendly. Right. I like that because I'm not gonna lie. Like I remember looking at this movie as a kid and I didn't think about it. Think about it like that. Right. And then I'm looking at it now. I'm like, wow. I'm like. This is a horror movie for kids. I know. We could have let, you know, <laughs> one of ours watch it. But we were like, no, we're not for sure about yeah, this. Yeah, we're not one. for sure. But I was like, yeah, we could have let, let her We could have let her watch it. But it was like, I don't know. We don't know if she'll sleep at night. We don't know how this will affect this will affect her. Right. The, <laughs> yeah, the scary faces and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. Because they, 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 the, they got the vampire face. You know that, right. and then the, the ending gets. I I was confused. I know because I was paying attention to details, and I was confused about like the veins, the fangs, the, the, the fangs of their teeth, and how they had it like too far up by the two fronts. It's always like the, it's always and it's always on the eye of the of the teeth, not the you know like the eye teeth, the eye yeah. tooth. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't on the eye tooth. It was like next to the two front teeth and I was all like should it be in the eye teeth right here you know what yeah I didn't I understand that because it's always the uh huh yeah like the fangs what we call it the fangs the fangs right the fangs the fangs is always in the eye of your teeth yeah but it wasn't it was like the teeth that was next to the main two front Front teeth. teeth right I never even noticed that. And I was like, and I just, I was like, hey, it's campy. Maybe, maybe that's just how they, they dress their vampires. <laughs> and I just let that go. I never, I never noticed that. Right. I didn't even notice that. Even when we were watching it, even when we were watching the movie, I never even noticed that. I was just like, hey, they're vampires. I don't, I don't know. You know? Right. <laughs> that's how I was. But yeah, man, it was like, this, this is a very kid-friendly horror film. Right. I was, I was surprised how kid-friendly this movie is <laughs> but uh another pro uh a lot of the a lot of the performances are very subtle they're not like over the top mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the performances are subtle the performances of the lost boys uh cory haim and cory feldman's characters are very and like the other kid i forget the other kid's name <laughs> but they're very subtle. Every everybody's really like downplayed. Uh for me, uh Jason Patrick, who plays the older brother of Corey Haim, uh, Michael. Right. Who plays Michael. He is uh really the standout performance to me in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh it's kind of really sad that Jason Patrick didn't really go on to do a lot of big things. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know him for speed two cruise control. <laughs> Right, I probably didn't recognize him. Yeah, he was only—I think he was like only twenty in that movie. What? He was twenty years old. Um, in in uh, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Yeah, he was only twenty. 
I think him and uh, Kiefer Sutherland, they were like both 20 years old. Right. And, but yeah, he didn't really, he didn't really go on to do a lot. He's in movies, but he's, he's, he wasn't really in anything big. Right. And like, he didn't even have that, like, I used to be an 80s teen star and now I, cu- I came back and now I'm bigger than before as a as like a middle-aged man. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have that resurgence, like, you know, like a Josh Brolin or, or like a Robert Downey Jr. Right. Or uh, there's somebody else that did it. Or like a James Spader. All these people are in the MCU. But, uh, you know, but, right. <laughs> maybe people in the MCU. But uh, maybe he should get an MCU role. <laughs> you know, like, and he'll come back. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, man, he didn't, he didn't have that resurgence. Or like, a, even like an Anthony, like an Anthony Michael Hall. You know, like, guys like that, that they're like, they were like, big when they were like teenagers and like young adults and then like their careers fell off mm. and then they came back as like middle-aged men in like like late 30s early 40s you know like they did, and then like they're like their fucking careers are like bigger than ever you know like right. going into the 50s you know right but like he didn't have that it's kind of sad because he's really good in this movie right he's really good um because like uh Kiefer Sutherland is another one. Kiefer Sutherland became the big star out of this movie. Actually, right. I look at the names of this movie and I was like, Kiefer Sutherland is the only one that's still, you know, right. around. You know, <laughs> he's the only one still working, right? Like regularly, like <laughs> when it comes to like regularly getting work, right? He's uh, getting it. He's getting it. Getting it, getting it's good. Yeah. Know what else I like in this movie? They're uh, mullets. No. <laughs> A lot of mullets all throughout that damn movie. Mullets, blonde mullets everywhere. Just that, overload. I guess that goes into makeup and effects. I like the makeup and effects in this movie. It's real it's cool. It's pretty good. I love for its time. It yeah. was. It, even like the last fight at the end between uh, Jason Patrick and Akifa Sutherland when like they're flying in the air. Right. And like they're like fighting. They're like flying in the air fighting each other. Right. And we were like, whoa, that's kind of yeah. good. Yeah. That's some like, good special effects right there. Yeah. Hell no. That was in 1987. Right. You know? <laughs> it's 2021 and I still think that looks cool. Right. You know? so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, like I love the makeup when that when like the Lost Boys do turn into vampires. Mm-hmm. Like the makeup's good. Everything in this movie, I like. I just love everything in this movie. Uh, another thing I like is uh eight is uh eighties Jamie Gertz. <laughs> she 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 look good. You know, like <laughs> she look good. Uh, hey, yeah. She's also the owner of the Atlanta Hawks now, so she ain't got to worry about money. So wow, <laughs> you know, so cause I was looking at her bio and I was just knowing. I was like, yeah, I forgot. I was like, yeah, she is the owner of the Atlanta Hawks now. <laughs> like, she a boss. She a boss. She ain't got to worry about shit. She ain't never. She ain't got to act no more. You For know? Real. So, like, she owned a basketball team, but uh, <laughs> she got an old house. She, she got, got an old car. <laughs> she a bad bro. <laughs> I don't want to get copywritten, but, right. <laughs> but uh, you know what else is cool in this movie? What? Buff sax guy. Buff, oily sax dude. The one with the ponytail. <laughs> he like a wrestler. Yeah, he looks like an 80s wrestler. He had like tights on with briefs over it. Briefs over it. He was gyrating. He had the 
saxophone <laughs> and pumping and sweating. <laughs> Buff sax guy is everything to me. Remember we saw that dude, we started cracking up laughing. I know. Oh like oh my he god. He was getting it. He was. He was really getting it. He was like, he was like I still believe. <laughs> I still believe. <laughs> Buff sax guy is the MVP of this movie. Right. I love Buff Sax guy. He stole the whole show. Yeah. Another thing about this movie, this movie was the start of Corey Mania. Hmm. Uh, there's uh, two Corys. I don't know which one's which. There's two It's uh, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. The blonde or... The blonde is Corey Haim. Okay. And the other one is Corey Feldman. Okay. The other one. <laughs> yeah, the other one. I was more of a Corey Haim dude growing up. Yeah, me too. I was, I was, I was a Corey Haim. I, I just noticed when, when we were talking about it last night when we were watching this movie. Right. It was like, I like, he was like, I like his movies. I was like, you know what? I like a lot of Corey Haim's movies too. Yeah, I like all his movies. <laughs> I like, I'm more of a Corey Haim dude. Uh, Cor- I say Corey Haim, a Corey, a Corey Haim dude. Right. Then a Corey Feldman dude. Right. You know, I'm not really a Corey Feldman dude, but shockingly, this is not really a Corey movie. No. This is not their movie. No. Because, like, Jason Patrick's really the lead. Right. He's really the lead in this movie. And Corey Feldman is barely in this movie. He's not in this movie very much. Right. He's not in this movie very much. Like, you see him in, like, three scenes, maybe. Right. Because they meet him. And then he's in the uh, in the dinner scene, I think. Right. And then he's at the end when they gotta go fight the vampires. Right. So like he's got like three scenes. Right. In this movie, I think he had more scenes than that. I think that was it. You don't see him very often. I do. I see him a lot. You don't. I kind of do. I'm looking. I'm. I'm looking. I mean, when you look at the movie, it it is like the Corey's movie, to be honest with you, because even though they're you know, like Corey. Haim, whatever they were. I think Corey it's Corey Haim, but they yeah, say Corey Haim. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Haim's brother was the vampire, and it was about him, you know, trying to get help to mm-hmm. save his brother. So I think it's more of a Corey Haim's movie. Corey Haim's in the movie a lot, but Corey Feldman's not. Right. Yeah, like he's not in the movie a lot. But uh, you know who else is missing from this movie? Who? The Lost Boys. Which is actually <laughs> named after them. <laughs> But it's not really <laughs> a ba- lot of time yeah, for them. Yeah, they're barely in this movie. I just noticed that, like, they're barely in this movie. Like, there's a good forty-five minutes of this movie. I want to say a good forty-five, maybe fifty minutes of this movie where the Lost Boys ain't there. Right, even though it's about them, but they're really the backstory. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> they're playing the background. Yeah, in their own movie, <laughs> right? And like they barely, and like they, you can say, like they barely have any uh, personalities. Like it's kind of like the Lost Boys are more of a force, right? Than characters, mm-hmm. you know? Because like even when they they go to feed and go to kill somebody, because like you only see like maybe you don't even see them kill anybody. Yeah, because like you see people getting missing. You just see them go missing. Yeah, like you just see them. Uh, a light and you see them pick somebody up you know and that's all you see uh because like we really don't because we really don't see them kill anybody until like an hour into the movie right until like an hour into the movie and like it's really brutal 
Right. Like when they, they kill those fucking punk kids, right. they kill the fuck out of them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they rip them the fuck up. But uh Yeah, man, but like you think they're they're barely in the movie. Right. They're barely in the movie. We also got the old parents don't believe their kids trope. Right. I hate that trope. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Right. You know, it's not my favorite because, like, the kid goes, oh, there's something wrong, there's something wrong. And the, the parents are just like, oh, your imagination's running wild. You know? You know? Right. I hate that trope. I've always hated that trope. I was like, believe your kids, god damn it. Right. No matter what they say, believe them. You know? <laughs> right. No matter what they say. But, yeah. That's pretty much that's pretty much all I got about the movie. Uh, right. This is, this is the thing I wanted to tell you about the movie. This is the funny story about this movie. Mm-hmm. You got anything else to add? Or? No, it's just like, I just like realized that it is more of a Corey movie than The Lost Boys, even though it's about The Lost Boys, but you hardly even see them, you know? And then it's, you would think it's about the main character, it's his brother, but really it's kind of like he's part of the backstory too. You know what I mean? In a way, like how he's trying to save his brother for the most part. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I think he's like the main character, and his brother is probably like the antagonist or something. No, I think. I think he's the protagonist, and his brother is the antagonist. And then the Lost Boys is the backstory, even though it's about them. Well, his brother's not I, an antagonist because he doesn't do anything evil. So. Well. I mean, him being a vampire is evil enough. You know what I mean? But he doesn't want to be a vampire. He got tricked into being a vampire. That is true, but he almost ate his brother until that dog whooped his ass, remember? Yeah. He almost ate his brother, and his dog attacked him. So that would make him antagonist. You know what I mean? In a way. I don't think so. So, (laughs) I, um... What I want to say about this movie... I wish it would have been more about the Lost Boys, like them just going around terrorizing everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just them feeding, partying, chilling, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Stealing people, you know, whatever. Killing and, people. Killing people. And we just see a side of them. We see a normal side of them, even though what they do is evil. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even know what they're... We don't even pay attention to it. We're like, hey, they're vampires. They do what they do. Mm-hmm. But this is them. And I wish it would have been more of the story of the triangle that they were having between the girl and Corey's brother mm-hmm. yeah. and the, oh, leader and the leader of the, of the pack. Boys, yeah, yeah, the leader of the Lost Boys and how they... You know, constantly, like, he wanted to get him from turning into a vampire, but he also liked his girlfriend and stuff like that. Yeah. I wish it could have been more of that, more in tune into the story of the Lost Boys. I'm down with that, yeah. That would have been good. That would have been, that been and good. Just, but... And just, like, like, just kind of take the story away from the household and just put it, make it more like the outsider story. Because I was kind of, like, every time when I did see the Lost Boys, it kind of reminded me of the outsiders in a way. Oh, okay. You know, like yeah. the vampire outsiders. Yeah, the vampire version of the outsiders. Kind of remind me of a vampire version of the Goonies, too. Right. So, yeah. Right. Had a couple of the actors from the Goonies, but... but yeah. yeah, like, just kept it outside and kept it more in the caves and stuff like that. I think it would have been better. Did you see... Did you saw their feet? Where they were, like, yeah, hanging, upside, hanging up, upside yeah. down? Right. But, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh... 
this is a funny story I got about mm-hmm. the Lost Boys watching the Lost Boys with my dad. Right. So at the end, spoiler, I'm spoiling it at the end. Uh, for spoiler for like a thirty-something year old movie. Um, at the end, uh, the mom's boyfriend mm-hmm. is the head vampire. Yeah, like, that part I yeah. thought was stupid. No, but like this. This is, yeah, this is the story of it because uh, Jason Patrick and uh, Corey Haim's mother's boyfriend is the head vampire, and it it just came out of nowhere to me. And this movie made me scared of my dad for a week. Why? Because I thought he was a vampire. How old were you at the time? I was maybe ten. Ten. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cause how he just came out of nowhere, you didn't expect it. Expect it, and I was just looking, and I was just looking. I was like, "Oh my god, he the head vampire!" And I was looking at my dad, and I was scared of my dad for like a week. Right. I wouldn't let him touch me, right, or nothing. I'm like, he's like, "What's wrong with you?" Right. I was like, "You're a vampire." <laughs> Cause he just came out of nowhere. Yeah. But yeah, man, that was the funniest shit about that. Day. But you know what? I did figure it out too because I'm always into campy, scary movies. So it's like kind of understand, mm-hmm. you know, their um, their dialogue and their story, their storylines. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me guess: the guy who owns the store that the mother's gonna date is the vampire. And yeah, he, you figured it and out. And he's gonna be like the leader. You gotta kill him to like free all the other people. All the other others, yeah. All the other people from the vamp, you know, being becoming vampires. I kind of figured it out, but it was still stupid. I guess because yeah. how they delivered it to us, right, right. You know? And it was all that you have to invite a you have to invite a, a vampire in or some shit like that. There was and all that stuff, right? But still, overall, I still like this movie. Right. I like it. It's, it was it's, interesting. It's 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 a good movie. I think it deserves all the praise that it gets. That being a being a cult classic right. of a movie because I was like, I really had fun watching this movie. Still, right. this movie's still fun to me. It was fun. My score, I give it a five out of five. Yeah, I give it a one out of five. Not for us, <laughs> I give it a four out of five too. I give it a four out of five. I'm gonna bite you in the neck. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Tell everybody what we're watching next week. Is your pick? Um, we're I I want to watch. I know what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer. Next week we're gonna be. I watching... know what you did last summer. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> it was I know what you yeah. Did. Yeah, I know what you did last summer because there's a there's the there's the there's the there's the there's the, the the sequel. I still know what you did last summer. Right. I know what What you did last summer. That's like a whole sentence right there. (laughs) (laughs) They just might as well finish it off with a paragraph. I know what you did last summer. You hit and ran and left me to die. (laughs) And I'm going to get you, bitch. (laughs) They just might as well finish off the paragraph. That was a whole sentence. I know. Well, that's what we're watching next week. So until next time, peace. Goodbye.